All right, hello there folks. Today we're gonna to do another foundry and this week we're gonna be talking about the issue of uh, colleges. So like, you know, a lot of people in this current generation are being told from a very young age, you're gonna to go to college, Jimmy. And for some people that's, you know, all well, fine and dandy, but a lot of people, they end up getting into a lot of debt that they really don't need. Like, I think I was reading some articles today, and it's up to, like, $1.2 trillion. And uh, I think it, that might just be for millennials. But I, I know it's for some population. It's either millennials or everyone. But either way, you know, a trillion dollars, that's a lot of money. I mean, we could build a fantastic border wall for that price. <laughs> so this is a major issue. And, it, like, it's caused by an, a number of, like, uh, sub-issues. And, you know, the first is the fact that student loan debt is subsidized by the government. So, like, the government will guarantee, you know, a very large amount of loans to students, even if they take, like, BS majors in many cases. So, like, um, I forget the exact statistics, but, like, you know, they, they, it's very, they don't really do a good job discriminating against majors, which they should. Like, if you get, like, a degree in social services, you know, like, mid-careers, you're going to be expected to make, like, 50 grand a year, which is, like, nothing. And if you have a student loan amount of, like, you know, $100,000, which is not out of the ordinary, and it's, this becomes a big issue to deal with. So I think to solve the student, you know, just the college question, this requires a number of uh, different sort of uh, methods, sort of approaches. So one thing that I was suggesting is like, um, you know, ending the like legal process where you can't get rid of student loans. Like, you know, if you get divorced and you can't, like, no, that's not divorce. Like if you get, you know, pretty much any other form of debt other than I think like child support, you can get just thrown out if you declare bankruptcy. However, student loans, you can't get rid of it like that, which is a major issue. You know, like if you just do like literally anything else, if you have, if you take out like a faulty car loan that can get wiped off if you go into bankruptcy, which is not a fun process, but it's there so that you you know, you can do something about this debt, but for student loans, you can't. So I would repeal the act that allows this because what what happens is these these lenders, they go out there and they realize that, you know, they'll basically get their money back some way or another. You know, they're going to find you and they're going to get you. So that's one method to deal with this. But other, you know, sort of uh, thing is, like, how many people really need these college degrees to do their job? Now, I know, like, when I was in my internship, you know, the only real reason, like, I could have probably done most of the stuff in my internship straight out of high school, like, especially if you're in, like, the sort of computer, like, programming and whatnot, you can do most of these things with some uh, self-study. Like, I know people who work at my job who, like, they, they, they learned how to program right off the internet. They weren't, like, a computer science major, but they learned how to program, and they learned how to program well by, like, you know, by doing things on the internet, doing research, doing their own projects and learning. And they even have enough for coding at least, they have alternatives to college in the form of these uh, tech boot camps. And I've looked into a few of them and they'll promise somewhere between like forty and $60,000 like starting salary like once you start, like once you finish their academy or whatever they call it. And it's usually like a 12 week to like 
it's either like 12 weeks or like one year intensive uh, course. That's why they call it a boot camp. And you'll be working, you know, like 50 hours. And I think they have an internship and in at least some of these built into the program. So, yeah, that's pretty efficient. And the prices, now they have a couple options. Like some of them will just go and uh, take it from your pay once you get hired. Like, you know, instead of like paying up front, you end up like paying maybe a small down payment. And then once you graduate, they'll like um, deduct the money from your pay for like, I don't know, a year or so. And I know some other ones, they just have like straight up uh, monetary fees. So you'll pay like 20 grand. But when you consider the fact that like the average student graduates with like, you know, over 30, well over 30 grand in debt. And not only that, but four years of their lives get sort of, it's an opportunity cost where they could be working a well-paying job and they're not. You know, that's, you have to factor that into it. So it, it is a, um, that's definitely an issue right there and another thing is like i think a lot of this is caused by human resources departments like within companies especially within like big companies if you got like a small startup they're probably not really going to care as long as you can do your job what degree you have if they know that you can do the job they'll probably hire you but all these big companies they have these uh, human resources departments so that they can like uh, hire people without like it is a very difficult thing if you want to go and hire lots of people with a business. So you hire you have people, full-time employees that just go and hire people and they go and look for, oh, you know, we need the most well-qualified person to do the job, which is, you know, it's, it's good when you think about it, but like you have to go and consider the prices too. Like if there's a, um, if there's a candidate who went to a four-year degree, he's probably going to like for a programming, he's probably going to expect to at least make like, you know, 50, 60 grand starting out, maybe more than that, maybe less really depends on a number of factors. Now, if you get somebody who did not go to college, they'd probably be willing to go and take like 40 grand a year, you know, just because they don't have these massive student loans that to go and take care of. And it's good. It's another thing too, is like a lot of people, like especially millennials and I guess uh, Gen Z, I keep seeing these articles pop up and they're like, oh, well, you know, millennials aren't having sex. They aren't having families. They aren't having kids. Well, a lot of the reason, you know, not all the reason, but there's a um, probably a sizable portion of the reason that they're not having families as early as previous generations is because like it's a little bit hard to go and have a family when, you know, you're, you're in college. Like, I know, like, a lot of Mormons, they actually do that, but they're the exception, not the norm. Like, it's very rare to go and see people with, like, a, a husband and a, or a wife within college. They're, they're very rare because it's just stressful. And the college situation, like, the whole, the whole idea of college is kind of, like, it kind of infantilizes people, if you think about it. It's just, like, an extension of a high school experience. Mm. It's, like... You know, it's high school 2.0, but instead of like, you know, at least in many cases, if you go to these big universities away from home, instead of like going to regular school, it's more like Hogwarts, but instead of magic, you just get like, you know, drunk and maybe an STD or an abortion. Not in my case. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just you end up getting these experiences, which, yeah, you know, college experience is kind of interesting, but, you know, if I could get away without it, the only real thing that I would miss from like the college experience is the networking opportunities. And honestly, I did not utilize that to the best of my, not like the best of 
my skills partially because I, I think my dad was like, oh, you know, you need to be concentrating your schoolwork. But honestly, that doesn't really matter that much. As long as you get like a decent GPA, like above a 3.0, you'll be fine finding a job somewhere unless you like really want to go to grad school and do something else. And, and grad school is the same thing. You know, I, I don't know how I feel about that for like many, many degrees because it's just like more and more expense. And that's what's becoming now. It's like, oh, so, you know, everyone's got a college degree. So now we have to go and have you get and get like a graduate degree. And that's a like, you know, get a master's degree. You get this degree, you get that degree. Because that's, you know, that's, that's what people are, are doing now to differentiate themselves. And all it's doing is hurting themselves when they just take these degrees. And honestly, I don't think it makes people that much smarter, especially in like tech when you'd be much better on the job learning stuff firsthand than like reading a book about tech that by the time it's published and you know edited is probably gonna be a few years out of date. Like there's not really that many good books probably on like, you know, the cutting edge of like, you know, machine learning or what have you. Like you'll find more of that just by doing experience and looking it up on the internet than by like reading a, a college textbook. And I, I guess, like, the only real thing that colleges really do well is, like, it, it kind of teaches you how to learn more, but that's the purpose of high school, I guess, kind of. I mean, we already talked about the purpose of high school beforehand, but, like, college, in my opinion, college should be aimed at getting you a, a job. That's the purpose of college, at least in my opinion. Or either getting a job or going to grad school. That should be one of the two because, like, you know, if you take a degree in uh, political science, for instance, you're not going to get a good paying job right out of high school. You got to go to grad school if you want to like make any sort of money. Now, you know, this is, this is becoming a big issue too, because it puts especially poor parents in these really bad situations. Like they want the best for their kid and the media, they keep saying, you need to go to college. You need to go to college. And then they feel like they're bad parents if they can't afford to send their kid to university for four years. And you can't even get, like, and no one even talks about associate's degrees anymore because that's basically, like, a high school degree, you know, equivalent, you know, like, maybe 20 years ago. So it's now, like, everyone needs to get a bachelor's at least. And this is becoming an issue, especially when you consider the fact that colleges are vastly populated by uh, ultra-leftist professors who will try to go and uh, brainwash your kids. And, like... And with uh, with public education, like, you know, K through 12, they have laws against them saying, like, flat-out propaganda. Now, some of it still gets through, but, like, what they got in colleges, they can get away with so much more of that because it's, like, not as uh, regulated. So I think, you know, in that regard, they need to do some sort of, like, uh, regulation, at least in my opinion. I'm, I'm really against regulation, but I think if my taxpayer money is going to go into this university, they should at least try to be value neutral in most of their arguments, because I've seen, like, just some lunatic leftist professors who, in some cases, whether or not they'll say it, and they're like, oh, you can't prove that, they will generally discriminate against conservative viewpoints, and they will try to go and like instill a, a particular mindset on these students, and you'll just see, you'll see that everywhere. It's like you know every everyone has to be like you know this sort of cookie cutter leftist uh, person. Oh, you know diversity is our greatest strength, and this and that. And like if you're not you know pro gay marriage, and you're like an evil racist bigot, if you vote for Trump, you're an evil racist bigot. 
Um, and that's what you're, you're being taught in high school. Like, you know, you're paying, you're signing your soul away. It's like a Faustian, argue, like a Faustian bargain. If kids are too young to be able to go and buy guns, you know, like they want you to be 21 to buy a gun. Why can you be 18 and sign, you know, the next 20 years of your job paying off, like of your life paying off student loans? Like, how does that make any sense? That probably kills more people than guns, do, just in like suicides and, you know, failures to have kids and abortions because they can't afford kids. Uh, at least that's kind of what I'm seeing. And another thing, too, is like, you know, the high schools kind of play into this because... They don't do a good enough job in teaching, you know, like getting people ready for non-college related careers. You know, college, like they need to go in like in high in colleges, you know, you should really know what you want to do by the time you go to college. It shouldn't be like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. You know, that's that's a major problem going to college. Like if you don't know what you want to do going into college or at least have a damn good like idea, like at least a field. Like, you should probably not go to college because if you don't know what you want to do, you'll end up, like, taking a bunch of BS classes for, like, a couple years. And then when they force you to choose your major, then you'll just, like, pick whatever you can get, especially in some colleges because they'll force you to go and, like, declare a major after a certain period of time, which, and, like, if you don't declare, you, like, they'll lock you out of majors, which I think that's BS. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. That's, like, a bait-and-switch tactic. So you pay, like, good money to go to this university, and then you can't even get a degree that'll make any money because you didn't declare your major early enough. Like, if you're willing to go and pay the money, you should be able to go and take whatever damn major you want to go and take as long as you, you know, get the minimum GPA requirement and you took the required courses to enter that major. At least that's my opinion on that. Like, uh, the only reason I see them doing that is so that you, like, spend more money trying to go and, like, you know, get back into that major because... At least, I think they may have changed the laws recently, I'm not sure, but, like, colleges want you to come in without an idea of what you want to do, because then you spend more time just, you know, sitting there with your thumb up your ass, trying to go and, like, pick a major. And the longer that you're in college, no matter what major you're in, you know, the colleges are getting money, and they may or may not be, oh, you know, we're... We're this sort of like uh, government-funded. We're educational. We're nonprofit. Bullshit. Look at the prices. Look at the prices of these universities anymore. It, it's absolutely astronomical, especially for public ones. Like, uh, you know, Pitt, you know, it's incredibly high. You know, Penn State, incredibly high. Penn State's the second most expensive uh, public school in the country, I believe. And I think Pitt's number one. And, like, then they'll go and complain, oh, we need to go and have the state fund us more. Like, I think the state's funding, like, ten, like Penn State $10,000 per student. So when you get like when you're paying ten thousand dollars per semester, it's really like twenty grand a semester that you're effectively paying into it. And honestly, I don't think you're really getting all that much out of it for that sort of money. And there's no reason right now for them to go and want to like decrease this cost because you know they'll they'll keep getting student loans because the government more or less guarantees it. And even if you like take the private ones, they still like have all these guarantees so that. You know, the private companies, they'll just keep loaning you money. And I think that's going to be the next big uh, credit, cr like the next big crisis. Like we had the housing crisis of the 2008s and this one point, you know, whatever trillion dollar student loan debt. I think that's going to end up popping. And that's going to make it so that like, you know, when people can't pay up because they were told that, you know, you can take these 
you can go to college for this, even though your parents don't have the money for it and you don't have the money for it. And then, you know, that, and you're taking a bullshit degree, then you're not really going to get anywhere. Like that's the number one thing. If you're a kid who's listening to this, you know, considering college, you know, know what you're signing up for. Don't take a major that won't be able to go and like make up the cost of your, your education. And, you know, I don't really know the exact formula for that, but, like, I know if you go to an Ivy League school to become a, a school teacher or, like, a, I don't know, like a, like a sociologist or a, uh, I don't know, like African studies major, you're, you're probably not going to make that money back. And they need, I think they should have a law where, like, if you do take this, you know, this major that will, you'll never be able to get pay off, especially considering the fact that, like, there's a, there's an interest rate. Like, if you get through the government, it's usually pretty normal. It's, like, maybe, like, you know, 2%, 3%, 4%, maybe even 5%. But if you go through, like, Sally Mae, they have, like, 10% interest rate student loans, which is, like, ridiculous. Because after 10 years, that'll double. And if you fail to make payments, they can increase that. So you're, you'll end up with, with, like, going to college for, you know, four years and up spending, like, you know, maybe 20, 30 years paying back these student loans because this interest rate creeps up on you. And yet, and if you're out of college, you know, and you can afford to, I'd put more money down that student loan, especially if it's a high interest rate one because, like, you might just end up paying off the interest instead of, like, the actual principal. And that's why you end up, like, hovering around the student loan for years with this shadow over your head. And you'll be afraid to go and start a family and get on with your life. And then on top of that, you know, then they want you to go to grad school afterwards and just start the whole process over again. It's even more expensive for grad school, like, per, you know, semester you're over there because they can charge whatever they want to charge. Even though, honestly, it's probably easier than, like, you know, some of the stuff that you have to go and do in uh, undergrad, because when you're like a master's degree, you're, you know, you get more responsibilities. And like, especially like uh, if you're going like PhD, I guess that's why they pay some of them. Like you more or less do your own research. Like it, you're actually providing a product, but it still costs you money in many cases. So like that, that confused the shit out of me. But, you know, that's, that's something that I see over here. And the first thing we need to go and do is just stop instilling in our kids that the only way you can be successful is to go to college because it's not. They have many degree, they have many like career options that don't require a four-year degree. Like I know right now there's a huge crisis in uh, being a trucker, like a huge crisis. And they start out like I think over 50 grand starting out as a truck driver. Yeah, that's good money. That's, you know, some people graduate with college degrees that make less than a truck driver that just needs a CDL. And companies will pay you to get those CDLs because they need them. Because no one wants to be a truck driver right now. Is that going to be a job that will last forever? No. Nope. I don't know. But if I was you, I'd go and spend, you know, a few years trucking. And then if, you know, the, the sky falls and you end up having to go and, like, leave the industry, then you have that money saved up because if you're a trucker, you know, you don't have to go and buy a house. You know, you get a lot. There's a lot of things you don't have to go and pay for. And you can go and save up that money. Were you saying something? Oh, no, I was just saying no to the trucking thing. It's not going to last forever because of autonomous technology. But uh, I'll give my two cents on the college thing. So my situation um, is a little more unique from Mr. Alex's here because I went into college not knowing 
I had zero idea of what I was going to do. I mean, zero. Like, nothing. Because throughout middle school, high school, like, to be honest, like, I always got good grades in school, but I really wasn't interested in most of the things they taught us. And I slowly developed an interest in English, actually. And I really liked writing and, uh, you know, sort of doing uh, creative writing, stuff like that. Partially because I had a really awesome teacher in high school. Uh, but, because uh, I'm trying to think, other subjects, you know, math, science, hated, history, didn't really like, um, you know, gym class, didn't really like that either, to be honest, you know, I just didn't like school that much, so, you know, I, I mean, I didn't mind, I didn't hate it, but so, going into college was a unique thing for me, because I was, you know, I, I knew, again, I also knew nothing about college, keep in mind, because yeah, I got there. I didn't even know drinking culture was a thing in college. That's how little I knew. But I discovered that was a thing pretty quickly. And I started out just taking classes that, you know, catered toward my interests. So I was interested in reading, writing, graphic design. Um, I was interested in uh, philosophy a bit. I was interested in... Uh, Movie, oh, film, that's another thing. Film was a big interest of mine, and or still is. And so I took some classes in that. And I basically A-B tested stuff. So, like, I took, for example, last year a film class that basically taught you the basics of filmmaking, and you shot five-minute movies. I shot, you know, four little movies, then made a documentary, and then a narrative film. And... I really enjoyed that. Like, it was a lot of fun doing that sort of thing because what was nice about a big school like that I went to is that you had the resource to do these things. You had the cameras, the lighting, all the equipment so you could learn this stuff, understand, see if you liked it and all that. But it was a lot of work. And I thought, you know, I, I tend to be in more of the creative realm of stuff and I was afraid if I went into something like this, yeah, I could definitely do it. I could still do it now. You know, if I lose a job with something in the future, I could pick it up and do it. But I probably wouldn't like, you know, being putting creativity on assembly line and forcing it on myself. You know, I that's, you know, not an environment I like working in. Uh, but regardless, the more of the story is that is, college is a great way to test out if you're going to like something or not without going out into the real world doing it. Now, it's expensive, as we've talked about, to do that. And it can be good for someone like myself that doesn't know what he or she's going to do with, you know, my future. So I eventually, after all this sort of testing, you know, I came to the conclusion that I wanted to do marketing or advertising is technically what my major is. And, you know, what's ironic is I came about that not through anything really that I did in school. I will tell everyone listening that the biggest lesson I learned through college, like the biggest lesson I learned is to get involved with clubs and to explore your interests outside the classroom. You know, I, I guess that's a general way to put it. Explore your interests outside the classroom. So join clubs that you're interested in. I joined some political clubs. I joined uh, a movie club. I joined uh, a bunch of other little clubs. And... I've also read stuff online every day. I watch YouTube videos. I mean, I watch YouTube all the time. I have so many channels I'm subscribed to. Um, and through basically two people, two main people, 
I honed in my interests and discovered what I wanted to do basically with um, my life, or at least a chapter of my life, through a college degree. And those two people are Donald J. Trump and Scott Adams. We all know who Trump is. Uh, and we, you know, anybody that doesn't know who Scott Adams is, he is the creator of the Dilbert cartoons, but he's also a trained hypnotist and trained persuader. Uh, he analyzed Trump and basically showed how persuasive he is and what techniques he uses that other people weren't coming up with. And so he talks about basically just how Trump's a really good marketer, you know, using these sort of techniques of public speaking. And I've always had an interest in public speaking and communication in general. So I learned through what Trump was doing and saying during his presidential campaign and Scott Adams' analysis of it that I'm interested in marketing. I'm interested in communicating to people to try to sell them an idea or a product. Uh, and then, of course, I then took a marketing class in college to see if I was interested. And I enjoyed the class. Teacher was really cool. And I got a good enough grade in it. Uh, but, you know, it didn't really teach me much of anything. That's the thing that's you know, I'll say is that if you really want to figure out your interests, college is not necessarily the best way because that classroom experience taught me some of the things. Like a few of the things that Scott Adams and Trump uh, talk about in terms of marketing. But I would not have known anything about marketing and all that if I hadn't listened to Scott Adams and Trump. Those, you know, outside resources will teach you and tell you the most about yourself and show you what you're really interested in. And, you know, you might as well take those classes to see if you can deal with it for the next you know, uh, four years of your college career, your life, and then, of course, your career after that. But my point is, is that you gotta, you know, explore your interests on your own. You can't rely on the classroom setting. Um, well, yeah, you want to add some of that? Well, here's the thing too, that, that you know, like I, I heard you mention, like, it's like Scott Adams and Trump, and like you know, he probably is college necessarily the best place to go and like get exposure to these people because you probably could have got exposure to it. You well, know? yeah, I knew about both those people before I even went to college. That's the thing, and I think, you know, what you're, yeah, well, I, I think you're right. You really don't need college to say like, you know, this is what I want to do. But I think college helped uh, clarify things for me because I still, at that time in high school, when I was interested in Trump and Sky Adams, I was still also interested in film. I was interested in uh, writing a bit in some ways. You know, uh, journalism, that, that I've, I can't believe I forgot about it. <laughs> journalism was the other thing I was interested in going into. So, to clarify, three things I was interested in, basically, uh, before I made my final decision. Journalism, filmmaking, and uh, marketing. And journalism I was interested in before college. And I, you know, partially because I'm so frustrated with all the fake news, bias you know, slanted media we have today. I want to, you know, maybe idealistically, like, change that and make news real again. Uh, or at least just, you know, because I thought it'd be fun to go around the world, you know, report on stuff, meet new people, and, you know, explore things and see things that normal people just don't get to see and be at historic events. I mean, that'd be a cool thing, I thought. But I found out through college, actually, the process of writing, you know, a news story, which was very helpful, but it's probably something you could learn online because it's very simple. You have to put a lead, 
your body of, you know, your filler stuff, and then you end it. You know, and they teach you the AP style and the formatting like that, but you can always learn it outside of school. Was it nice having a classroom? Yes, because you had a teacher there who was an expert. He himself was a journalist and writes news stories every day, so that is helpful to have, but, you know, you can probably find all this stuff on Khan Academy and whatnot, or other sources, but it was a good place to, you know, understand that. Now, you could also take that step further and work for your local university newspaper and try out actual journalism. And that was the one cool thing about the class was that I had to go out and interview people and report on events and actually have to do journalism, something that people at CNN don't really know how to do. So I got to experience that, which is a good thing. Now, uh, back on to the sort of idea of do you need college for all of this, I will say like a major like journalism, you do not need a college degree to become a journalist. I'll say that with full confidence. If you know how to write uh, in an organized, clear, straightforward manner, you do just fine. You could go work for probably anything and get a job if you're convincing enough to them. Uh, if you want to do something like filmmaking, you can probably figure that off on well on your own because they don't teach you much in those film classes. They teach you the bare basics and it's your creative freedom there on out. It's really up to you to make the good film. Marketing, that's something that probably might need some university advice, but I've learned stuff from Scott Adams that I don't think I, I learned anywhere else. He's a very experienced guy. He's done this you know, before. He's got an um, uh, economics degree from Berkeley, but he's, through experience, learned a lot of things, and so he teaches people that. Um, but degrees like doc, you know, medical or lawyer, you'd have to go to college for that. There's no other way you're going to really get a job or really know that area without that. Anything to do with sciences, you got to go to college. But anything that's sort of you can figure out on your own, like journalism, for example, you, you really don't need, to college. You don't need to go to college. Well, see, the thing is, like back in the day, like people wouldn't ex would not expect you to have a college degree to get those careers. But now the problem is... You got a lot of companies that's like, oh, you know, because they have so many of these applicants. Oh, well, we need to go and have you have this degree over here because yeah. everyone else has this degree, and that's the problem. If people stop getting degrees in things like journalism, then you would have less people wanting degrees in journalism. Like, And that's because the human resources departments, they go and specifically look for that. And that's something that I have a problem with because it's like, throwing away people who might be even better at the job just because they don't have the piece of paper. Yeah. And this is like sort of a uh, ingrained cultural issue within, you know, at least the modern America, because like what's, how's that necessarily better if someone has a college degree in journalism than someone who doesn't have a college degree? Like if you had more experience, I'd take that over anything because like, you know, how yeah. you, you were going for marketing, how much like stuff do you think that you really learned about marketing since you went to college? Well, uh, to be uh, clear as a disclaimer, I've only taken one marketing class. So, you know, and that really didn't teach me much of anything. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Like, I learned pretty much nothing in that. Except, you know, you learn a lot of terms that they use in marketing, but I've already forgotten most of them. And some of them I will remember, like target market, you know, which is kind of self-explanatory. But you learn just some, like, basic ideas, like companies use... You know, they don't sell you their products. They sell you their values. They sell you their experience. You know, it's about the Apple experience, not the iPhone. You know, stuff like that. But, you know, you can... F I, I knew that stuff going into the class because I was interested in that stuff and I was figuring that stuff out kind of on my own and through other stuff I've read. But, 
you know, marketing is one of those things that you may need, you know, really the thing about college is it's all about getting that piece of paper at the end because that piece of paper is a key to a door, a door into a job. And that's the problem with our system. It's one of those things that you got, you know, it's going to take a slow <coughs> time to change. But, uh, you know, you there's many jobs, like you said, that they will not consider you because they don't see you have a degree. And I understand why employers do that, but we have to somehow change that mentality because you like a lot of jobs you just you all you need is that piece of paper they may not even look at your grades they might they're not going to look at you know what they may not even look at what university you went to but i would think like if they saw they saw like penn state or something it's going to raise their eyebrows and be like oh i went there too or oh that's a pretty good school you know it's penn state you know and they might consider you more so i'm not going to deny that going to penn state or harvard or anything like that's gonna you know uh give you an edge in getting a job of course it will but can we change that? That's our basically our question here is how do we change that and can we change that? Because I see the future te- going in education generally just going online. I think a lot of basic classics you're going to be able to do online and you may just have to take like a SAT or you know some sort of test that will prove you have those skills to get into some colleges. And once you get into college, there's probably a lot of classes you can take online. Like I took a a, basically a pre-journalism class it taught you basically English uh, and grammatical stuff and that was all done online easy class and you know I didn't need a classroom for that like in my journalism class I technically do not need to go to the classroom for that we learned everything outside of the classroom and came in the class to write stories and to talk to a professor but we didn't really learn anything in class you know we had some discussions but that's it so a lot of these classes can be done just online. I think you're gonna, the fu- the future of the university is most things like BS, um, cl- uh, what's it called, uh, gen eds, are going to be online, and you're going to probably just have to go into classes for labs and some more major oriented courses. Well, yeah, and I feel that like you know, like you mentioned earlier lawyers and engineers I, f- I feel that those will always need college because they're yeah. more technically oriented until we get like to the day that we can like have a free college that's like taught by robots or something like that by that point we probably won't even have these jobs but yeah. you know like if you're taking a degree that does that's like not doesn't have like a legit like you know bar exam or like you know your scientist something like that like a required examination then you probably really don't need to go to college for it for most cases you know, and, and like, especially these days, you, you've got the computer, you have startups, like at least for journalism, you can probably join the, some, you know, small journalism companies from small, like news website. Yeah. And they probably would just be happy to go and have you like, just go and work for them for a few months, see if this is what you want to do. And then if you really want to go to college, get that piece of paper, then go ahead. But like, you know, uh, before I went to college, I had, uh, I was, I volunteered for two years at a museum that like a, they called it an internship. It was kind of like volunteer, but we did do like learn a lot about uh, what they do on the day to day. And like, we made our own exhibit and I did like uh, interviews with uh, firefighters. Mm-hmm. And during my time there, like before then I was really into history and I wanted to go into history major, but that showed me, Hey, you know, this life kind of sucks. And like it really kind of was an eye opener and that's the thing most people need to realize too because i realize is like these guys really don't make that much money yeah that's like, why i learned through journalism 
that's like they don't tell people how much like what that means like oh you only make this much money i think before you go to college they should be required to go and say hey here's what the average you know this you know something close to your major makes in the field and now yeah that'd be hard to go and do for like cutting edge degrees for like you know like i don't know like bitcoin maker or whatever the heck it is like bitcoin operator or like you know, like AI scientists or something like that. But for most degrees, for like a good portion of degrees, they've had, you, you have the data over there and they and they should be required to go and tell you, this is what you'll need. This is what you'll probably make starting out, like maybe even if, you know, the school has the statistics and they should be required to go and collect them, and most of them do, how much the person who graduated from your school with that degree makes. Yeah. And that should be definitely part of the... Um, the discussion before you go into there and they should be required to go and do that before you even get your student loans. Like, you know, if you don't need student loans because you're rich, you know, whatever, spend your money because it's not going to really affect you anyways. But like, especially for poor people, like this is really terrible to them. Like, you know, poor parents, yeah. they have to go like when they do like those co-sign on those loans and the students can't pay for it, then guess what? They're going to go after the parents. And if they're poor, they're going to end up taking the house if they can't afford to go and pay for it. And that's not right. And, you know, college, too, it's like walking through minefield because there's so many ways you can end up, like, not graduating with a degree. Like, you know, there's you could get pregnant, you could get someone else pregnant, you could end up, like, getting, you know, depressed and just dropping out. You could end up, get you know, dying by falling down, like, a staircase, you know, potentially. You know, you could die from, like, there's just so many things, and, like, you know, you could end up getting into drugs and dropping out. And there's, and this isn't just like a couple of things. Like I've, I've known a bunch of people who dropped out of college. You know, you might just not have the will to do it, and that's yeah. that's another risk too, because it's not guaranteed that you're going to get that degree. You're paying that money, but you won't necessarily have anything to to show for it. And I feel that there should be like, you know, some sort of company should offer like insurance on that. That, but that that probably insanely expensive in and of itself. But like it would save so many people's ass because they just don't graduate with a degree because it's a it's a four year commitment. And some people, you know, life happens. You know, some people might end up not being able to go and graduate on time. Maybe their parents end up getting sick and they have to take care of them. Yeah, like this is a legitimate issue. And I've known people with that. And then once that happens, if you don't get the degree, then all that potential money, even if like you know, it's only forty thousand dollars a year, you know, versus skills because you wasted that time partying and drinking or whatever, you know, and and even like you, you've been that major for two years, but you only took one class. I've been like, for one year. If you if you, yeah, like if you were to um, like graduate right now, like if you had to go and check out of college, do you think you'd be prepared to uh, make it in the real world? Like, do you think that? That one class really taught you enough to go and like do your own thing. If worse comes, if worse comes to worse, um, I think I could survive, and I think I could learn things quickly. But I'd kind of be, I'd be a little scared. Not, I, not to be honest, like I'd probably be a little worried going out there now because um, I have a lot more business classes and marketing classes I still have to take to complete my degree. But you know, the one thing I'll say, like that you mentioned earlier, is that you talked about networking and you wish you'd done more of it. And I'm starting to think the same thing now. I got to start doing that. Cause that's the one big, 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 big thing that is a positive of college is, is that network you networking. Cause you can meet a lot of different people 
from a lot of different backgrounds that can have a lot of freaking money and a lot that they want to do. And you know, you can get some really killer jobs just by happening to know the right guy and being friends with the right guy. And who knows where that can take you. Who you you the one thing I'll say is don't you know waste any opportunity. You know, if there's an opportunity, take it. Just you know, why not? See what happens, see where it goes. Cause there's so many things can happen at college. There's so many events, so many companies coming there, so many conferences, so many things you can do, you know, that's really you gotta take advantage of. But um I'm trying to think of any other things I wanna say. Uh online colleges or oh, online I, what was that? About I just thought of something too. And like this is another issue. Like a lot of people they don't even end up graduating on time. So like when you're yeah. dealing with these finances, I know like most people, like I, you know, technically graduated like uh, like a semester later, but it was a summer semester, so it's pretty much when I should have, but still and I had a lot of AP courses too. Like yeah. I if I would have like done my stuff right and took in more and like took more classes, I probably could have graduated early. But you know, I just I wanted to have a college experience, which honestly mm. eh. But, like, that's a major thing. I know a lot of people, they end up graduating late, and they kind of, like, keep forcing to go and take more and more gen eds in these classes. Like, you need to go and take this, this like, uh, seminar on how not to rate people in college. And that's what co- and that costs money. And, you know, the students are like, oh, yeah, this is a great thing. The college is like, oh, yes, yeah, it's a great thing. Ka-ching, ka-ching. Yeah. Because yep. we'll end up having to go and take more courses. Like, you know, you should at least be taking, like, 15 credits a semester, like, bare minimum. And that was what I generally did, and I was able to, and I was able to go and do that. You know, I, I probably could have taken less if I really wanted to, but I didn't. You know, I, I always took like you know fifteen until like my senior year. And How I many classes some, is that? Is fifteen credits? It's uh, five, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, five, I was taking five. for my first two years four classes on average, and I took five classes. I think last year and or last. I think I started taking five classes my sophomore year, but you know, that's it, also because because you're mentioning like AP classes. I I only had one AP class that qualified, and so I didn't have to take a poli sci class. But I had to go in the summer session for my freshman year before I even technically started my freshman year. But summer session to actually just get in the main campus, and I did that, so I'd take two classes then. And then my first and second semester of freshman year, I took four classes each semester. Then sophomore year, I took, I believe, five classes the first semester, then five the next. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm right on track to graduate senior year with, uh, I think if I do five classes each semester or four, I forget, I will, you know, graduate, you know, within four you know, four years plus a summer session with my last semester, I think I only have to do like three classes. So, you know, it's not really a, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. It's not really a four-year college, you know, uh, experience or degree anymore. You usually have to take four years plus a semester or even five years, depending on your major. And, to be honest, grad school I think is kind of stupid unless you have some sort of like major that requires it, and if your company will pay for it, you know, go for it. But I, I I'm just I'm gonna be done with school. I don't even want to go back after probably my four years. But I would say that uh, you know these Gen Ed classes that have basically eaten up my freshman year are the stupidest thing in the world. You don't need to take any science Gen Eds. You don't need to take 
any of these gen eds really unless you're testing out classes like I did or unless you know uh, you know I, I actually that's the only reason I can think of is if you really still need to test out some classes now you think they're the best way is to do those but gen eds I think should be gotten rid of uh, I like how you can kind of tailor them to your major and they're kind of flexible but they're still pretty stupid. They're just a way to make money because that's all these universities want more is money, 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 money. And oh. the one thing I would like to do is like we talked about before in uh, offhand conversations is having kind of like a summer camp where you can test out all kinds of things and maybe like little mini sessions. Like every day you go to like a session on, you like you go five sessions on five different things and see if you might be interested. You, this whole idea of you having to take classes, these full-on classes for a semester, is really, you know, you, you find out pretty quickly if you enjoy the class or not, you know? So it's just a waste of time and money. Yeah, yeah I think that's a good idea, too, like you mentioned with the summer courses. Like, if like if you don't know, like, exactly what you want to do, because, I mean, I knew what I pretty much want to go and do from the time I started, but a lot of people aren't like that. Yeah. And that would be good to go and have just, like, it might, it might only be for like, you know, like eight weeks or however long, like four weeks, but like yeah. you do a different sort of area every week and it's not even for a grade. And then that brings up another question, like another thing too, because like you got to consider this, like even if you don't fail a class, if you end up doing like shitty on it, in some cases you can't, like you have to get a certain grade in that yeah. class to go and like continue on with your major, which I think is bullshit. I think most like classes in colleges should be either pass or fail, to be honest with you, because like you see either you know uh, the material or you don't. Yeah, like, it, I kind of disagree with that. Someone graduated like you know very like on in like top of the class almost. I was like the top ten percent, and that's that's my opinion because like and I thought it was like easy like most of the, cl the college classes. So like uh, you know it should either be pass or fail. And yeah, do you I know didn't find most classes easy at all. Even my gen like, eds, I haven't found easy at all. Like, do you know the stuff or don't you? They get it should be that simple. Like, if you don't know the stuff, then you shouldn't. You should have to go and take it again. Which, and that's another thing too, because like, they'll have it so that you know, oh, you know, you got a B, but you need like a B plus to get you know into like for this class for your major, and they need to go and retake the whole class over that. And another thing too is like, you know, that's your college. Your college uh, credits. Some classes may only be offered in the fall or the spring. Yeah, and that's a huge issue. That could easily extend it. Like you could have all the classes that you need to graduate, but like, you know, except for one. And then because that one class is held in like the spring, and you weren't able to go and take it last spring, then you're you have to go like another two semesters almost. You know, stuff like that can easily add up. And then if you have to go and retake a class. You know, if it's one of the ones that only comes once a year, then you're screwed for another year having to go and wait for that class. And then, you know, if you graduate with less than a 3.0, that's going to be, I mean, you're going to do a lot of talking because people look down on that. And, like, you know, good luck getting to grad school if you graduate with less than a 3.0. But, you know, many colleges let you go and retake the classes anyways, and which is just more of your money going down the drain. Like, you know, they should either just pass you or fail you, I think, because then you won't have these, like, things where you know you can't mm. you have to retake a class even though you knew the stuff you just didn't know it as well, well as they want you to go and know it and you know which point they should just fail you like yeah. either. I agree um, I, I agree with that to an extent because I understand where you're coming from because some of these majors some of these things are stupid where it's like you have to have this like insanely high grade 
you know, to get in, even though like if you have a B, a B plus, or even an A minus, you're still pretty good, but not good enough for us. You know that I understand that, but I wouldn't get rid of the system. I'd still have it the way it is, where it's A B C D E F, uh, and you know C's passing and whatnot. Because I think you still need to award people that do better, and you know I, I think uh, you know those people that work really hard to get A's, you know should be awarded more than the people that, you know, slack off and just manage the pass with a C. But that doesn't mean award them in the sense of, you know, they get into these special things or the things for their major, but other people don't even though they know it almost just as well. Because uh, I've been that boat many times, and I know that feeling. But what I would say is you do have to get rid of those silly requirements for some stuff. Because I'll give you a perfect example that pissed me off at, the school I go to is that they had a credit uh, range where you could get into the business school. So if those who don't know about credits, that's, you know, you get credits for the classes you take. And to get into the business school, you had to have within, let's say, 20 and 30 credits. I'm just shooting arbitrary numbers. And I was over that. And so I couldn't get into the business school. And the reason that, you know, that happens because I was spending the first year and a half basically trying to get my stuff, you know, crap together and figure out what I want to do. And by the time I figured it out, it's up, the door's closed, you can't come in, even though you've already paid, you know, 35 grand a year, you you can't get into the business school, sorry. What's the freaking point of going here if I can't, you do it, you know, it's. That sort of stuff is stupid. You're you're not awarding success. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I tried too hard and got too many credits. Ooh, I'm sorry. You know, it's one of those things. Just just you would think they'd want me to do because they'd probably get more money out of me. You know, so I it's one of those things I don't understand. But those sort of things need to be straightened out with colleges because that's that just you know you're. It comes back to that idea of awarding mediocrity and punishing uh, success, and that sort of you know crap just pisses me off. Yeah, they should they should definitely not go and like punish someone for trying different things. Now, like there's a certain extent to that. Like if you're there for like four years, yeah, like, of course, you, know, you still don't know what you're doing. Like yeah. I think what they should do is have a summer camp thing. Like either you go in there and you declare your major on entrance, or you have that summer you have that summer class. Yes. That summer camp, and then you declare it after the summer camp, because that way you'll go and spend your time the most efficient manner. And I think that we need a different accreditation body that'll go and work on making college cost effective, so that, like, you know, if you're going to spend, you know, four years here, you're going to be spending four years, like, learning shit that matters, versus most people just, like, yeah. learning stuff that really doesn't matter all that well. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're taking some, like, all the like, I was taking like half the courses I, I averaged it out. It's like half the courses that I took in a given semester weren't even related to my major, like entirely. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. Like, that that needs to stop. Agreed. Like, if, if I would have this accreditation buddy come out, and it's like, okay, here's how much a college costs. Like, and I guess you'd have to do this by like major, or at least by like, uh, you know, like school of majors. So, like, a infra, like a computer science or whatever would be one school, and like. I guess uh, traditional sciences or like chemistry or biology or whatever would be like different things. And it would go and see the average salary of um, someone within this school, within like this college, within your university would be taking um, 
like they'd be making this much money. Here's the average cost of the universities, university education. Here's like the difference. And it would grade you based on that and how long it takes you to complete the major. And they'd reward you for graduating people earlier than four years. If they graduate more on average close to three years, that would be, even if it's like more expensive, they go and factor in the um, average cost, like your average salary, and that would be subtracted from the, um, the cost of that major, or cost of going to college. And that would be uh, factored into it. So would like the amount of people who don't have, you know, jobs after six months of graduating. And then the university would get a grade based on this. So, yeah. And that would be made publicly available. So that when you look for colleges, like or when your parents look, because that's usually who matters, they can uh, say, hey, this college is rated A in efficiency. Oh, hey, this college is only rated like a B minus. I don't know about that. You know, stuff like that. Mm. So that you know which colleges are better. And now, like, you know, if you have some crazy RC colleges, you know, they do their own thing and they, you know, people can go there. But then banks and uh, other online, like other lenders could go and make the decision on whether or not, you know, they want to go lend to someone going for a degree rated at like X, at like a B or like a C efficiency. Because that, that shows a bad return on investment. Because honestly, and like, but they'd have to first get rid of the laws, like basically shielding banks from making bad decisions in terms of uh, student lending. And they'd have to go and limit or uh, alter like the federal student lendings so that they follow this or they just get rid of it. So that like either they just get rid of it or they like have to follow that uh, thing. If it's like a, they will refuse to lend it to like a school rate of C or lower based on efficiency rating. And I think this could be done. You just have auditors go into the school, and they go and take, like, they go and calculate these statistics, and they go and give the school the grade. And that's how it would be done. Like, you know, schools already have accreditations, but this is, like, the accreditation that really matters because pretty much all schools are accredited with, like, one or two of the regional bodies or three. I don't even know how much they got these days. But this would be the one that would make the most sense for students to look at. Like, because most people, they don't, like, really give a shit, you know, it goes to college, you know, it's either, like, a big-name college, either I went to that college, or it's just a college. Yeah. Like, most people really don't look too, too much into the accreditation, unless it's, like, some crazy major. But, like, with this, you know, the, stu the people who are going to college would look into that, and they would go and see, you know, this is what's being rated on, not just on how much diversity courses they have, or how much like transgender bathrooms per square foot of the school there are. No, this would be something meaningful and this would um, be very useful for kids. And like kind of uh, one more thing I kind of thought about too is like, you know, colleges, they have very little reason to go and lower their price because like they kind of are in league with these like social justice students and to making the education costs more money. Like when you think about it, like, you know, uh, the colleges are probably all for like having students like have these transgender bathrooms because that means they can raise the price of tuition. They can justify it by saying they have these transgender bathrooms and all this and all that and these diversity people. And before you know it, you know, it costs an extra thousand dollars to get a university degree from someplace, even though like less than like one percent of students would actually feel that these are really necessary for their daily function. Like, you know, how many people really use these, like, you know, the super awesome gyms they have at colleges? Yeah, they're nice, but, you know, if, and it really hurts, like, veterans and uh, students who are non-traditional, like, you know, parents. 
they're not going to go to the gyms. They're not going to go to like the diversity place. They just want to get in and get out. You know, those yeah. ones are the people who get really left behind, and I feel really bad for them because no one's speaking up for them. The only people who are speaking up are student activists who want to go and like make you pay for tampons in the men's bathroom in these colleges, but they and then they want to go and bitch about oh, college is so expensive. Well, huh? I wonder why. You keep having these ancillary products that you're forcing on the college. Of course, they're going to be expensive. Of course, you know they're going to be just unnecessary and uh, in general a bad thing for students to deal with. Is, of course, it's going to be more expensive when you have all these rising costs and there's no reason to eliminate it, especially at like a big name university, because you know there's a whole line of people who didn't get in who want to come in and they'll keep paying it. And then you have like especially international students, and they'll there's like a lot of them who are just begging to go to these universities to the point that some universities it's like over 10% of the students are like international students, which to the left yeah. it's like, oh, that's so that's Diverse. so progressive. <laughs> but when you think about it, it's bad because our taxpayer money is going to fund these universities, and you know, a good portion of them might not even come from the state, let alone this country. You know, that's not serving the public who are paying for it. It should, you know, if it's going to be a public university, they should go and pay. For, it should serve the public who paid the taxes into it, at least in my opinion. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And then the problem with the money, too, like with all these universities, made me think it was like, because you hear all these Bernie bros arguing for, you know, you know college education to human right. It should be free and available to all. It's like, well, that sounds nice, but let's look at the implications of that. If you want colleges fully funded by the government, I mean, of course your taxes are going to go up, obviously, but the problem we already have with colleges is they get so much money and they already are um, inefficient. They're spending their money inefficiently. They're doing everything inefficiently. They're not efficient in any means you know, possible. If you just guarantee a money every year from the government, everything paid for, well, they're going to have no incentive to be more efficient. They're still going to get the money. You know, and that's the problem with throwing more money at it, is that it's not going to fix that. And, you know, the, of course, the uh, uh, foreign, uh, uh, international students is a whole other deal with that, because, like, Penn State, for example, has a lot of international students, but uh, you know, and they're all generally pretty good people and all that, but you know, it's except for the one that like threatened uh, <laughs> yeah. the one lady. Yeah, the one that threatened Laura Luber and those uh, DMs and whatnot. You know, should if we're gonna hold the left to their standard and their hate speech standards, and he should be deported. To be honest, but that's another episode in of itself. But you know. I mean, a lot of changes to fix this whole college thing really come down to, from what I've uh, noticed through our discussion, is getting people who don't know what they want to do to have an idea of what they want to do before they get into college, through summer camps, through these sort of uh, college fairs, whatever you want to call them, where you can A-B test your interests and explore and find maybe stuff you didn't think you'd like that you like. Like, I didn't know I was going to, I didn't know clothes going to go into marketing. You know, I didn't even know I liked it until much later. So do that. You know, colleges, you get rid of their stupid courses like gen eds and their, you know, courses that are a waste of time and money. And 
put more of it online that might help lower the cost of course they can just raise the price of tuition and you know take advantage of things at college but there's other options like technical schools but you know i don't, honestly don't know how well of a job you're going to get with that at least in the current year but we'll but, see but, uh, real quick here's something i just thought about too like what yeah. about so that like if a college costs more than like you know, X amount of money per semester, like it'll decrease the amount of student, like amount of government funding that goes to the college. If it's like cost incredibly inefficient, like, you know, Penn yeah. State's $10,000 a semester. You know, if it costs more than like $8,000 for every like 1,000 more dollars or every X percentage increase over the average cost of a college, there'll be a decrease in uh, government funding. So that like, mm. you know, It'll become more of a. It'll be less of a public school at that point. Like you know, I know Penn State's in a weird situation, so they might not be the yeah. best example. But there's many schools out there that you know they're just so expensive. And another thing too is like I think they should be required to go and take more uh, like transfer credits from uh, you know like a, like a community college. Like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, like a lot of colleges they they go and like limit how much you know you can go and get from there which i think is bs if if the community college is accredited with whatever you know accreditation things that they have they should be required to go and take those courses as is you know yeah. up to like you know two years or whatever so they can do but if it's a public university i don't think it shouldn't be about making money so they should take as many as they can like does that yeah. make sense yeah yeah that's the thing that's like annoying of public university they technically have no incentive to make a profit but at the same time they kind of do you know because like president baron of penn state his salary keeps going up he, he wants more of that uh um, he's getting paid like nine tenths of a million dollars like almost like 90 like it's 900 some odd thousand dollars he's getting every year like yeah. that's, that's pretty that's pretty big yeah Does he's he one really of the top paid in the whole uh country does he really need that money? No. You know, like, what are you really getting out of Penn State? Because at least for the community college, you have smaller class sizes. Like at Penn State, good luck if the professor even knows your name. You have classes with like nine hundred kids in there. You know, what sort of what are you really getting out of that? And why does it cost you so much? If anything, going to a big university should be cheaper because you get less access to professors. Yeah. And they have like you know, they, it's cheaper for them. You know, it should be cheaper on them on average because. It's it's like more cost effective. You just have a bigger building, and then you can have like nine hundred class sizes, and then you know like all that money goes and like all those people are paying that money for it. So like the it should be more efficient the more people there are, but instead it's the opposite. Like Penn State, you know the main campus is very like you know like ten thousand dollars plus, but then they have these branch campuses with smaller class sizes, which are much less expensive and you might be able to get to know like you know the students and the teachers on a first name basis yeah yeah but um yeah you know that's generally kind of my thoughts on it you know the, the, with colleges it's very important for them to i think we want the college thing to work we need to go and like first the companies need to go and change well first the federal government needs to go and change and stop giving out these student loans to just everybody they should go and factor in the um you know, the usefulness of the college major and how much it costs to retain that major. Then the companies like these um, human resources in general, they need to have a major reform because they're a major reason why like companies like especially big like Fortune 500 companies look into like hiring only the best.
Yeah. Like, like only people college degrees. Yeah. Like not even the best because you have a lot of people, you know, who'd probably be just as good, if not better, and it'd be cheaper without college degrees. So that's another issue. And then, you know, in general, like colleges need to go and focus on cutting costs and cutting the amount of time you have to go to college. Because honestly, you know, you really don't need to go to four year, four years for most majors. Like you could probably get away with like two of them, at least for, in my case, because half my courses weren't even related to my major. Yeah. So, you know, and another thing too, and like the final thing is like you, you as an individual need to, if you're under, you know, if you just graduated high school, you're still in high school, figure out what you want to do before you go to college, because if not, it's going to be a very expensive journey. And, you know, if you're paying for it yourself, which, you know, some people are, some people aren't, I paid for it, you know, mostly myself, I had some help from my father in terms of like GI benefits, but like, you know, if I would have been paying for this, you know, if I didn't have any skin in the game, I would be much more willing to go and explore the whole college experience. But for me, I, I still have like a good 30 some odd grand in college student debt. That's that's incredibly, you know, just a large amount of money. And I know people with much, much more than me. And so that's not even saying that much. But, you know, if you're a college student, you need to go and, like, if you're looking to going to college, sure, you know what you want to do. Try to go and get, like, a shadow or, uh, like, an internship or something before you end up going to college so you at least have an idea. I think that colleges should, you know, either colleges or, you know, high schools or something should go and have – like these little summer camps where you learn what the heck these like majors slash jobs entail. So, you know, if you want to get into it, because once you're in college, you know, every second that you sit in that classroom, that's money, that's money racking up and interest being earned. And then by, by God, if you, if you do go to college, actually go to your classes because you're paying good money for that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you know, skip classes. You're literally just wasting money. It's really stupid. I've never skipped a class except for like, you know, exceptions here and there, but like, you know, go to class, work hard, get good grades, don't repeat classes, don't fail classes, uh, get a good GPA, you'll still have fun, still have friends, you can still do that, it's just all a balance. As long as you can, it's like everything in life, it's just a balance, and you gotta find that balance, but school is always number one. Yeah, but, well, yeah, but, eh. Like, I don't know, as long as you get above a 3.0, you, you'll probably be fine. Better off just, like, networking, to be honest. Just make sure you don't fail, you know, or, yeah. get, or like, get out of college for whatever reason. Because once you leave college, you don't get your degree. That's, you're screwed, and your parents are screwed probably if, you know, you can take out these loans in their name. And by God, you know, do your research before you get to college if you can. You know, if you're still a high school student, you know, if you don't do that now, it's going to bite you in the ass later, you know, once you graduate or don't graduate, once you've done the college experience and you end up staying there for five years, you know, strive for four, even better, like strive for less than four. I know some people who've been able to do it, take as many classes as you can without like having your GPA suffer significantly mm. because, you know, a lot of class, like a lot of colleges, they won't make you go and pay per like credit, like at least universities, unless it's during the summer semester, you're taking less than a certain amount. Like, you know, I know Penn State's, like, you can take up to 20 courses with, if you're taking it during the regular semester for the same price. So if you're taking, like, 12 and a half versus you're, pay, you're taking 20, it's the same cost minus books and whatnot. So, you know, definitely if you can, if you have a skill and the willpower, do that. And that'll, that'll help you list, like, leagues, and you'll thank me later. So, uh, yeah, just be smart about college. 
And, uh, you know, the smartest thing is to go and research if you really need it because there's a whole host of other jobs out there that don't require college degrees. And there's always technical schools and, you know, a whole host of other jobs. And I think there's some videos showing that, like, you know, like a plumber and, a, and like, a lawyer, the plumber will make more money than the lawyer up until, like, the lawyer turns 40. So, you know, do you want to go and really wait to start your life until you're 40 years old? Like, is money that important to you? Just, just consider those things because life's, you know, pretty difficult. Yeah. All right. I don't have any final words to say, so I think that's a good place to end it. All right. I'll see you guys uh, for the next installment of The Foundry. Bye. Bye.